Alex Mook for the IDC Amina podcast. We are starting on our Aminacom specials, and I'm delighted to be joined by Mr. Sean Trainer. Hello, Sean. Hi, Alex. Good to have you with us, and also good to have you speaking at the event. Uh, before we jump into your topic, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I've been based in the Middle East for two and a half, three years now. Um, most of my career has been in the UK, a couple of international placements. Um, started off in comms probably 20 years ago, um, having been a, a manager and a professional engineer by profession. Um, done a few management roles, including running a, a nuclear power plant. Um, got into comms in a sort of funny sort of way. It was a career development role to be a, a shadow to the PR director for a year. Um, but I liked it so much, uh, the year ended up being, well, as I say, nearly 20 years now. So <laughs> um, initially across the whole piece from PR to government relations, uh, comms strategy, um, but specialized in internal comms because uh, that's where my passion lay. I always felt every ounce of effort you put internally, you get something back, whereas it always sometimes felt a little bit... Um, unclear what the return on your investment with external stakeholders were. Um, so yeah, so got into Intel comms, done it for a few blue chip companies in the UK, moved into consultancy, um, and I guess started specialising more in the employee engagement and change management space. Which is what you're going to be speaking about, Aminacom, and your topic or your title is Vision and Values of Vague, Purpose and Passion the Powerful. Now, what do you mean by that? Can you give us a little bit of a taste of what your session's going to be about? There's a story here when I first got into internal comms where I think my first ever gig was pulling together a senior management conference for the CEO. And at the time, the company was um, going through a, a change in strategy. Um, it was pretty ambiguous. It was unclear. And this was about getting the, the hearts and minds of the senior team. Um, they've never really felt that was anything clear enough to bring it all together. Um, and at that time, you know, it was on the uh, the cusp of leading, reading tomes like uh, Built to Last by Jim Collins. And I think like many professional communicators, I got sucked into believing that was the, the holy grail. Um, fast forward 20 years and now I feel like I'd, I've just been sipping the Kool-Aid and, uh, and I don't believe it's <coughs> worth the effort to be frank. Um, and two things uh, I'd done. One was I uh, thought I'll try and research this and, and see if there is any cause and effect between company performance and, and core values, or is it all just um, correlation? And, um, and then I also done some recent research with internal communicators, asking them how often and how much time they spend on this, this area, which seems quite a large proportion of people's time and effort. Um, I think organizations have spent a lot of effort over the last 20 or so years um, trying to nail this one. Um, and my view is, well, actually, um, show me show me where it's worked because it just feels like hard work and I'm not sure it's worth, worth, worth the effort. Um, on the flip side, um, I do believe that uh, there is a, a need for some kind of compelling story or a central organizing principle in an organization. Um, and my assertion is that's far more about purpose and, and the passions of the company than necessarily the visions 
and the values which can often be vague um, and never realized. Well, with that, you know, you've been working in telecoms for, as you said, 20 years, um, and you've also been in the Gulf now for a couple of years. So how how are we doing when it comes to internal comms? And obviously your focus is going to be on, on sort of realigning um, the, the internal comms piece, but, you know, what could we do to promote internal comms as a function within the region? Within the region, I think, uh, you know, you, you've got all the troubles and, and pains of trying to promote um, internal comms um, globally, but I think there are some nuances in this region. Um, my experience is that it is very hierarchical um, and culturally uh, the, the concept of consensus and democracy isn't necessarily in the DNA of the, of, of the region. Um, so the thought of, um, you know, uh, bottom-up and, and um, driving consensus through engagement and involvement of others is often lost, so that's, that's a bit of a challenge, I think. You've also done research recently, which I've seen on, on the likes of IT Collective. Can you talk us about your latest thinking on the internal comms piece? I've always thought that uh, internal communications is really a management discipline, and often the objectives can be blurred or lost if managers try and delegate that responsibility to others. Um, so I think it's obvious, but again, it's it's not always played out well. But the uh, ability to upskill the capability of communications within an organisation is, is critical. Um, and sort of being delegated authorities as a professional communicator isn't necessarily the way to do that. Um, the thought of coaching and upskilling managers is a good one. But again, I often see um, a lot of communicators and, and where they came from don't, don't necessarily have that uh, innate, innate skill to, to do that because in many cases, they lack the credibility. There's many managers that I come across are far better communicators than the, the internal communicator themselves, if you will. So there is a challenge there with um, the profession, uh, I guess, stepping up and uh, having that authority and having that respect with, with business leaders. Um, but if you can win that respect and you can demonstrate the value of getting this right, uh, then then obviously leaders start to listen and, and hopefully get influenced. So for me, um, we hear a lot about influencers um, and, and how that's kind of creeping up the agenda. But for me, I think the key challenge is and always has been how do you influence the influencers? Uh, and and whatever you think of hierarchies, uh, leaders and managers are obviously you know, one of the most influential people within the organisation. So how do you influence them is, is the biggest challenge I see. Last question for you, Sean. What would you advise people to do to get the most out of any event? You've got to have an open mind. Um, you've got to apply a bit of critical thinking. Um, so so be wary of the of the. The, the speakers who do the circuit. Um, I often think sometimes that there are some people spend a lot of time on the road and maybe not enough time in the office, so how credible are they? So, so always have a critical mind, but an open mind. 
But the main point of any event really is for people to get together. So networking is key. Um, rocking up to an event with your notepad, taking notes and going away without actually, you know, um, growing your network and, and, and speaking to like-minded peers clearly is a waste of time. Thank you. Thanks for the insight, Sean. We're looking forward to, to having you in Bahrain at AminaCon. And um, in the meantime, how can we follow you? What's the best way to uh, to keep engaged as to what you're talking about? I've not really been doing much social media recently, but um, I guess my platform of choice is LinkedIn. Um, when I do have the time, I often uh, do a couple of blog posts. Um, so, yeah, LinkedIn's probably the easiest way to follow me. Good. We will do. And uh, thank you once again for being on the IBC Amina podcast. See you at uh, AminaCom. Thanks very much. Look forward to it.